everyone. This is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be coming to you on a Monday morning for a Sunday recap episode. This is something that I had a vision for um, ever since I started the podcast or before I even started it. I knew that I wanted to do an episode like this, but I've just been waiting for the perfect opportunity to get started with it. And I don't know, with everything going on in the church and in the world, I felt like this was the perfect week, the perfect Monday to start my Sunday recap series. And so I'm just so happy that You're listening, and I'm so happy to be here talking about Sunday with you guys. Typically, what I plan on doing is to record this episode on Sunday evening because we normally just have a Sunday morning service, and then my Sunday evenings are pretty free. So I plan to come home on Sunday after church, do this recording, and have it uploaded so that you can listen to it on Monday mornings on your way to work or on your way home from work on Mondays, whatever, whenever you want to listen to it. If you want to listen to it on Tuesday, that's fine too. But yesterday was a really special service, a special day. We had two services, um, a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. So I didn't, by the time I got home last night, it was late. And so I thought it would be best to wait until this morning to record. So here we are. Just a few things before I hop into the Sunday recap. Well, one thing really. On Thursday, I have a new episode coming out in my Bible study series, and it's all about Bible translations, the different ways the Bible is translated, and I'm going to talk about two different versions of the Bible and kind of the history around those. I'm hoping that this is going to be like a multi-part series where I get to talk about several different translations of the Bible. If you don't follow me on Facebook or on Instagram, go do that because I had a question on there and I was asking everyone to um, give me their input on what their favorite translations of the Bible were so that I could talk about them in some of the episodes. So you can go check that out as well. All right, let's hop into our Sunday recap. I'm just I grew up in church. I grew up going to church every Sunday. I was actually talking to my dad last night because we had this special service and um, I was singing on the praise team and I told him I was super nervous because I knew there was going to be a lot of people there and we were joking around. I said, I don't know why I get nervous because I've literally been singing at church since I could talk since I could sing, but I still do. I get nervous, um, especially when there's like multiple churches gathered together and it's a big crowd. But I say all of that to say that I grew up in church and uh, Sundays have always been a really special day for me and for my family. And they've become, it's a day that's set apart. Um, I don't think that any day with the Lord is necessarily um more special or more important than any other day. But Sunday is a special day to us because it's the day that we get to be with our church family and that we get to worship God together. And so it's just always been really special to me. And if I could convince you of anything in listening to this podcast, it's that there is something so um, holy, so sacred about coming together with God's people 
and that the church is a community worth being a part of. And so um, I hope that as you listen, um, if you go to church already, then I hope that uh, you can just join in on the fun with me and reflecting on what a Sunday has to offer. But if you don't go to church, I hope that um, you come away from this podcast just thinking like, man, that sounds like a lot of fun and I want to be, that sounds like something I want to be a part of. So, like I said earlier, we had two services yesterday, and we usually don't. Um, A long time ago, well, I say that before COVID, we had Sunday morning and Sunday night service. But since COVID, we've backed it down to just one Sunday morning service. And it has actually worked out really well for our church, having just one Sunday morning service, because on Sunday nights, it gives us a chance to um, spend time with our families and with our church family in... um, a different setting and also if there are other churches having events and stuff then we're free then we're freed up to go but we had two services yesterday um, we had our like regular Sunday morning service and then Sunday night we had something called the unity service and this is something that that our church and a few other neighboring churches like just churches in our area have started doing just once every few months or so and we get together and we had a packed house last night i mean we had to pull chairs in for everybody and i think that just speaks to the hunger that people have um for the lord and for the presence of the lord but also just to fellowship with um other believers but let's back up i want to start actually not with sunday morning but with sunday no Saturday, we had to go to the church for a sound check because we painted the building. Well, we didn't paint it. We had the building painted last week. And so we had the sanctuary. We had torn down all the sound stuff. So we had to go Saturday and do a sound check. And we were just running through a few songs, singing, playing the instruments and stuff, trying to get the sound set up right. And then after that, we were just cleaning up a little and making sure everything that everything was ready for Sunday morning. And I just felt, I could already feel it, um, just like in my spirit, this feeling of great anticipation for what God was going to do on Sunday morning. And I think anytime God's people come to church with an expectation, just with that anticipation that he's going, that God's going to show up and he's going to do something, you just, the service gets started on the right foot. And so we came in Sunday morning, uh, we get there early and do like some praise and worship practice and we pray and we started the service with the song, See Revival. Um, I don't know who sings it. I think the version I've listened to is by Urshan College, but um, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, We started it with Sea Revival, and the words to that song say, Like a fire can't be contained, like a cleansing brought by the rain, like a mighty wind rushing through, we want to see you move in this room. And I really felt like that was the attitude of everyone who was in church, like that morning that we were in one mind and one accord, that we wanted to see the Lord move. And it was just such... A good service and just such a sweet spirit we also sang we had some specials and um, which we don't do that very often anymore but it was really good we had um, one of our kiddos wanted to sing a song and she sang house of the lord and during practice before church she was singing and um my nephew micah 
who is six, was playing the drums. And then my other nephew, Levi, who is, will be two in April, he was playing his little uh, fake guitar, not really playing it, but trying, you know. And it was just so cool. And so then Micah and Kenzie, Micah played the drums while Kenzie sang during service too. And I just, it built my faith up so much. I was just so moved by it because I thought, you know, the church, it's not going anywhere. There are young people kids, like I'm not just talking teenagers, but kids who want to be in the service of the Lord and who want to do something for God. And that is so cool to see. Even Sunday night in that service, those same kids and some of our other kids were in the altar praying, just tears falling from their eyes um, because they want, they felt the Lord and they want more of Him. And so that's just so encouraging to see. Um, but back to Sunday morning, we sang, We also sang Battle Belongs. It's one of my favorites. It was so good. And then we threw it back. We went old school and we sang um, an old choir song, Hallelujah Anyhow. And I love that song. And anytime we sing that song, people just really let loose and get with it. And so uh, we actually sang it Sunday morning because we also were going to sing it for the Sunday night service but we wanted to sing it Sunday morning for our church too and also to kind of practice because it's not necessarily a hard song to sing but it's got a lot of parts anyways it's so good and um, I talked about while we were singing that song about getting a hallelujah anyhow praise that no matter what comes our way no matter what we're going through that we can still praise God in every circumstance and man that's why I kind of wanted to call this Sunday recap um, episode like the Sunday Not So Scaries. I don't know if you guys have heard. Joseph said he had never heard that phrase, the Sunday Scaries. But it's that feeling that you get on Sunday evening whenever you know you have to go to work the next day. And you start, I get it every Sunday. I start to feel like, start getting really down. But that song just preaches to me that no matter what the circumstances are, I can say hallelujah anyhow. I'm going to have a praise anyhow, no matter what I'm going through. But it was really good. And that was kind of our worship set. And then Joseph brought the message yesterday morning. And he talked about Elijah and Elisha. And about um, how Elisha asked for a double portion. And when he did, that Elijah said, you've asked for a hard thing. Or you've asked for a difficult thing. And he just talked about how if we want more of God, if we want um, that double portion, that it's not always going to be easy, that that it's a difficult thing to ask for. And we're going to have to make sacrifices. We're going to have to walk through some valleys. And when Elisha, in order for Elisha to receive a double portion of Elijah's blessing, he had to walk with the man of God all the way to death and um so it was a really good message there was a couple of things i wanted to um point out about his message that i just loved the story of this story in second kings um tells about the journey that elisha and elijah took to the jordan river where elijah was eventually uh, taken by god and On the way there, it says that they went through, that there were some prophets who came from Bethel. There were some prophets who came from Jericho. 
And at both places, the prophets were telling Elisha, like, don't you know he's going to die? Kind of like almost being naysayers, like trying to discourage him. And Joseph talked about both of those places, about Bethel and Jericho, and what it meant that Bethel, um, that's where Jacob renamed, it used to be called Luz or Luz, L-U-Z, but Jacob renamed it Bethel because he said, surely this is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven because that's where he wrestled with the angel and he had that encounter with God. And then at Jericho, that was a fortified city. It was a walled city. It was supposed to represent a place of safety. And there were prophets who came from both of those places and they discouraged um, Elisha. And he just talked about how at um, one of the very quotable things he said was that at every level there's new devils and so in our walk with the Lord we can't be discouraged by what other people are saying if we want that double portion we can't let what other people say um, hold us back and then he talked about the Jordan River and how the Jordan River really represents death um, and even then, that's where Elijah was taken up, and that if we want a double portion, we're going to have to allow some things in our life to die, and in order to have that double portion blessing. It was really good, and it was really cool because both sermons, the sermon yesterday morning that Joseph preached, and the sermon last night from our unity service, we had our special speaker was Ronnie Pruitt, and he goes to Christ Family Church in Goodlitzville, and he talked they both talked about this price that has to be paid in order to walk with God and to walk in the anointing. And so I felt like that was just, it must have been confirmation if for no one else for me, like I needed to hear that. But it was really good. Um, and there were people who came to the altar after the message and people just stayed praying even past dismissal. We we kind of just said, you know, if you're if you're not praying, you're you're dismissed. And if you're praying, you can keep saying. There were some people who stayed to pray, and it was just really good. Uh, we had a really busy afternoon. We had to come home, and Joseph and I have two dogs, Laz and Martha, our babies. And we came home, let them out, um, and just turned right back around, really, and went back to church for our music practice for Sunday night. But it turned out so good. Like I said earlier, we had a packed house. Um, we sang a new song. It's called We Are Your People um, by the Apostolic Collective or um, FAC Maryville. Is, it's on YouTube is where we've heard it. But um, And then Hallelujah Anyhow. And then we just did this like worship medley of goodness of God, worthy of it all, and I exalt thee. Now, our, there's actually a video posted to our church of just this packed house full of people singing um the goodness of God and it was just so beautiful and I just in that moment I thought this is what heaven is going to be like have to me heaven's going to be a packed out service of people singing praise to God and we got to experience that heaven on earth last night the message last night like I said was a lot of confirmation after what Joseph preached yesterday morning but he talked about um, his scripture reference was Psalms 2 and 1. And it says, why do the nations rage and why do the people plot in vain? And it talks about when Psalms was written about all the nations that were plotting against the nation of Israel. And about how still there are um, nations or, or people that would want to come against the church. 
and it was really good, but there was one point that I wanted to pull out because I think this was my big takeaway from yesterday. And I think this is just something that the Lord is dealing with me on because it's also what I've been studying in my home Bible study that meets at my house on Tuesday nights. But what um, Ronnie said was that you can't choose culture over the kingdom of God. And that's what's happening in a lot of places is that the church is leaning more into culture than they are what God wanted for the for his kingdom. And this is actually what Paul wrote about in 1 Corinthians, which is what I've been studying in my um, home Bible study. And at Corinth, that church was at like the epicenter of culture of that day. And there were so many things happening in the Corinthian church where they were allowing the culture of the world to infiltrate the church. And Paul tells them in just the first few scriptures, he gives them a picture of what the church should actually look like. And so I want to read those scriptures really quickly. I'm going to read, um, it's from the, I'm reading in the ESV version, but it's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. says, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all, and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. If you've ever read First Corinthians, well, even if you haven't read the whole book, you've probably heard like the chapter on love, love is patient, love is kind, you know, that's um, probably the, some of the most famous verses from 1 Corinthians. But chapters, um, even like the second part of chapter one, chapters one through like 11, yikes, Paul like lays the hammer down. He really lets them have it. But it's because he's telling them that He's trying to persuade them that they need the church needs to um, hold itself to a higher standard than the culture of the world, and he's calling them out from among the world. And um, you've got to read it because the way he calls them out is by calling them to humility and by calling them to love, um, to love one another, which is why that. You have that passage on love in First Corinthians, what is it, 13. So it's really, it's so beautiful. And those passages mean so much more when you've read the whole book. But those verses that I just read, how he starts is he's giving them a picture of what the church should look like. Um, verse 1 and 2, he says that they ought to be sanctified, which just means to be set apart, to be made holy. Um, he says that they should be enriched in the knowledge of God in verse 5. Um, he says that they should be covered by grace in verse 4. Sorry, I got those mixed up a little. Um, in verse 7, he says they should be expecting Jesus to return. 
And in verses eight and nine, he says they should be depending on the faithfulness of God. And so kind of just to to close this Sunday recap, I feel like God is calling his church to new levels. I felt it in my spirit yesterday, but I also see it, and today, but I also see it confirmed in his word that he's calling his church to new levels. And it's not going to be easy because we're going to have to go against culture. That's the bottom line. And you know what? It's okay. There's a book I have on my shelf and I've in my living room, and I've never read it, but it says um, the title of it. I bought it based on the title. I just really, it intrigued me, so I should probably read it. But it says life's too short not to, It's it says life's too short to pretend you're not religious or something like that. But I think it would um, behoove us to, to think of that in a different way, that life's too short uh, to pretend you're not in love with Jesus and to not live like you're in love with Jesus. It means that you're going to live differently. It means you're going to look different. You're going to act different than the world. But that's okay because life is short and we're going to see Jesus face to face really soon. And I want to take as many of my friends and family with me as I can. Um, but that means that I'm going to have to be radical. I'm going to have to be different. And that's okay. It's going to be worth it. It's absolutely going to be worth it. So we had a great day yesterday. I hope that you had a great time. I've heard great reports from some of my friends, from some of their churches of what God is doing there. And if you're listening to this and you're not in a home church, find you one. It is a good time to be a part of the kingdom of God. I'm praying that God is moving in your life and in your churches and that you're growing closer to him every day. Thank you so much, everyone for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And would you consider rating it and leaving a review? Also, did you know that you can follow us along on social media? I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram as heaven and hell underscore podcast. I hope you'll come back and join me on Thursday as I talk all things on how to study the Bible and come back next Monday for another Sunday recap. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.